0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandro, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Andrea Bogart-Almas who is an actress, a bitner, and a yogi. She is also featured in Wine Country, Women of Sonoma County. Andrea, so lovely to have a moment to sit down with you at your fantastic house. Oh, thank you, Michelle. It's really spectacular. It's nestled in the woods here in, in Sonoma. Yeah. So Thank you for inviting me here. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Before we talk about everything that you do right now, (laughs) let's talk about what was one of your first jobs ever? One of your first full-time
2: jobs? It was teaching dance. Um, Oh, well, full-time. Gosh, that would be part-time. I started teaching dance very young as an assistant. Uh, And then full-time, wow, would be professional dancing in L.A., Um, you know, those are a dime or dozen here. I moved to LA to be a professional dancer and then transitioned into acting, but first full-time job would probably be, um, you know, just multi, a multitude of dance jobs, you know, music videos, dance commercials, uh, things like that. What kind of dancer are you? So I grew up doing ballet, tap, jazz, and tumbling. So, you know, all of it pretty much. The only thing I didn't really have any training in was hip hop, which I found to be a downer moving to LA because it was a pretty big market for hip hop. And I'm like this tall, lanky white girl (laughs) who was just doing the best I could, but I really, um, more or less excelled in ballet and jazz and things like that. And
1: then didn't you
2: go work for a theme park? I did. So, oh my gosh, yeah. So that was a pretty big job, I guess, full time. Right out of college, uh, I had just graduated. I had done a couple of special event shows with Disney, with Walt Disney Productions. And some friends that I had stayed in contact with said, you should really audition for Tokyo Disneyland. They said they take, you know, about 60 American performers and it's really amazing and it's an awesome experience and great money and yada, yada, yada. And next thing you know, I auditioned and I, fortunately I was offered a position and I went, uh, right after I graduated college. So it was a pretty phenomenal experience. Um, you know, and I was like a Missouri girl who was probably only going to stay in Missouri. So this really opened up my eyes to a much bigger picture of what I was capable of possibly doing career wise. And, um, Just an overall, hands-down, exceptional experience. I can't say enough about the culture of Japan and working, uh, being employed for Disney there was wonderful. Did that help launch your career? In some ways, I would say it definitely gave me much more confidence to leave the state of Missouri and head out west, which I ended up doing, and... um, And sort of that confidence of, you know, meeting people and making friends wherever you are and, and finding your groove. And so, yeah, I would say, yes, it it definitely gave, it was a huge catalyst for me moving out West.
1: What were some of the highlights of your career
2: once you moved out West? Oh my goodness. I've had so many uh, really fun jobs. I I often say, I wish I had taken a Polaroid of myself throughout every like job booking that I had because... (laughs) I think it would make a really funny coffee table book, you know, of just all the different outfits, the different characters I've played. Um, I think some highlights would probably be the odd couple, which I uh, guest starred on with Matthew Perry. And it's just a really fun, you did it in front of a live studio audience. Um, one of my favorite things is comedy and that was, you know, a a chance where I got to be a little bit funny. (laughs) So that was a highlight career. Um, also playing Abby Haver on general hospital. I was offered two episodes. I ended up doing more than a hundred and that was for sure just a career highlight as far as consistency with work, being able to dive into a character a bit deeper and get to play her, you know, often, twice a week usually. Um, And it really uh, taught me a lot more about discipline as an actor and studying and really honing in on my lines and my craft. And um, it was just a great experience.
1: And then you moved to Sonoma. (laughs) (laughs) Big change. While you still act, you've taken
2: on some other roles so let 's let 's talk about those sure so yeah i I met my amazing husband who 's a talented photographer in Los Angeles, and we um, decided eventually that we would move to Sonoma based on him having had already bought property here. And he looked at Sonoma as kind of a little scapegoat from his life uh, traveling the world and being in San Francisco. Um, And I think we both really yearned for our sort of our upbringing, which was back to a little bit of quiet country life. And um, so we eventually bought property here that we could move into. And we started an Airbnb business. And I think all the different roles I play now is... You know, become a wife and I've become a mother. We have two children together now, um, two daughters and, uh, those roles have become the priorities in my life. And with our Airbnb business and we have a family, you know, wine label and our kids, it's, um, you know, things have shifted quite a lot, but I've been super fortunate to still be able to stay deep into health and wellness and teach yoga the way I love. And really experience that here in Sonoma is, is a lot of fun. And um, and then I still I still get offers for these Lifetime movie roles. So I'm lucky that I, I still get to dip my fingers in, you know, a good portion of everything that I love. And I get to have a family on top of it all. So you're living the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say I pinch myself a lot. I feel pretty darn grateful. So if somebody's
1: interested in taking a yoga class from you or learning more about
2: your Yoga work, yeah. how can they tap into that? So I have a website, and that's just Andrea Bogart And I try to keep it pretty up to date. Sometimes it falters a little, but I try to keep up to date on that, where you can find me teaching. Um, I'm also on a platform called How to Practice Yoga that I curated while I was pregnant, a prenatal yoga series for. So I have several classes up there. You can become a member and you can find me there often. Um, I do a lot of live Instagram classes with them as well that are free and complimentary. And then through MacArthur Place Hotel, which is a beautiful, chic hotel in town, I partnered with them, and I taught a lot of... pre-recorded videos of yoga practices um, all during the pandemic. And you can find those on YouTube. Those are also complimentary. And then I still teach at MacArthur Place Hotel on Saturdays. And I teach at a private residence on Fridays, but we open it to the community. And I am just a big fan of sharing this practice. So right now I just have two days on my plate, but I'm also doing privates and I do experiences where we partner up with chefs in town and you know, often if you can find, you know, there is a big tourism place for people to come for vacations with, you know, bachelor parties and weddings and things like that. So a good friend of mine with Good Gracious Eats, she's partnered up with me to do um, brunches and yogas. And that's been a big hit here as well. How did you get into yoga? Why is it so important to you? Great question. (laughs) So as we all know, um, we go through ebbs and flows in life and transformations. And I was definitely going through what I would consider sort of my rock bottom in l a where I was in a long relationship that I had ended and I was kind of soul-searching. I knew that it was going to be hard um, after that breakup, and I wanted to do everything I could to try to better myself and get to a healing place so I could, you know, find love again. And I also could sort of ride the waves of the ups and downs of all the rejection that I had as an actress um, more evenly, you know, not too excited about things and not too down about things and just try to find more of an even road. And a girlfriend took me to this yoga class that – I really fell in love with, and I felt the energy that I needed from being a dancer and a gymnast and having a lot of athleticism in me, I felt that being fulfilled as well as there was a lot of fun music being played. And then there was also just the the asana, the part of the postures and the philosophy that goes into yoga and sort of quieting the mind. All of it was working together really, really well for me. And I just fell in love and I, you know, through the years had found some great mentors in LA to sort of study under. And I just decided within a few years, I'd seen how much my life was shifting and changing for the positive, you know, everything from drinking less alcohol to paying much more attention to my healthy diet, to riding a little bit more, even through the ups and downs of whatever was happening in my life. And, um, I, I just hands down decided I have to share this with people. Like if I can do this for myself, I know that I can convince other people that this can change your life. And so that's truly why I love it so much. I can get emotional talking about it because I just find so much value in it. Who were some of those mentors that helped you? Oh my gosh, Andrea Markham is one who just really, still so dear to my heart. Um, she's a fantastic yoga instructor in Los Angeles. She's created a world of people who love and adore her by traveling the world doing retreats. My husband Eric and I went to India with her and did a yoga retreat with her there. She's just phenomenal, and she sort of does what I aspire to do, which is have an appeal to all genders, um, all walks of life and let you walk out of class feeling stronger, empowered, quieter in your mind, and like you want to come back. Well, now that you are quieter
1: (laughs) and in a better place, you and your husband decide to
2: dive into the wine business. I have to give a lot of credit to my hubs here because Eric, traveling the world, has been such a connoisseur and a lover of great wines. I grew up in Missouri and I was drinking like Boone's Hill farm (laughs) (laughs) and Franzia out of a box. So I can't take a lot of credit, but he has taught me a, a ton about a good glass of wine. You know, the, the tasting notes that go with it, the smells, the aroma, all of it. And I pay a lot more attention now than I ever have. And so Eric had an idea being a creative and a storyteller himself, to partner with, with some great winemakers that he was also taking pictures and doing some work for. And we have this beautiful plot of land where we've been offered a, you know, to, to grow grapes with and um, some of the best winemakers here in Sonoma, so we're super excited about it. Eric has just took this idea into now our wine label, which is called Stories by the Glass. And essentially it's storytellers collaborating with us where we give a storyteller an opportunity to create a piece that will essentially be like an experience that would go along with the wine. So what we love and what we talk a lot about is that, you know, more than just the tasty notes in a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine often is an experience where there's so many stories that unfold. We're sharing something with other people. We're talking. We're engaging. We're having... really just stories unfold in some beautiful way, whether it's a celebration or it's just a quiet night at home, whatever it might be. And we loved the idea of partnering with these storytellers and having them help curate pieces for us that could sort of speak to those stories and those, those experiences that people have. And so that's what we've been doing. So we've been partnering with storytellers, and then they get an opportunity to title the label that is along the lines of their story they created. So if it was a a song, you know, an artist we had Jamie Wyatt, she her song was called Two Stones. So the label is Two Stones by Jamie Wyatt, but it's Stories by the Glass, which is our label. So we also feel like we're giving like this great collaboration of partnership here where we can help each other grow and and, and become familiar with ourselves.
1: Yeah, it's a, a wonderful cross promotion opportunity and it's another application. It's fabulous. Thank you. So if somebody wants to try some of your wine <laughs> or buy a bottle, how can they do that?
2: So we are live on our website. We did launch. Um, we've done a very soft launch, but we're shipping and we're a little mom and pop shop here. So Eric and I are like bottling and shipping ourselves. Uh, not bottling, but we're shipping and packing and all that good stuff. Um, but you can go to storiesbytheglass.com. You, right now, we have five wines that have been launched, and there's a story with each of the wines. So you won't find the bottles on our uh, website. You'll find a label, and you click the label, and you have an option to either put that in your cart, or you can watch the story that goes along with it. Lovely. Yeah, and Eric has actually directed... Um, I think all of them or most of them. So it's giving him a great opportunity to expand uh, and, and work more. And I've gotten to be in a few pieces as well. So it's like it's fueling all of our creativity together. It's really nice. So
1: what's next for you? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like your life's pretty full, (laughs) It's full, but is there something else that you would like to do?
2: Well, I will say we are in the thick right now of Eric and I shot our first short film together at the top of 2021. And uh, we came up with a story during the pandemic and loosely around the pandemic, but also just really what we felt became so apparent during the pandemic, which is that we all need each other. We need connection. And um, so we we just finished. We are picture locked with our short, and we just submitted it to the Sundance Film Festival. And so we're now, we're in the mix of working the film festival circuit and submitting to all the festivals and trying to kind of get our project out there. So that's kind of the thick of like what's currently next. Right. And beyond that. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. What's it called? It's probably me. And it's a mother-daughter story. I play the daughter. Catherine Duprum plays my mother. She's a tremendous actress that came up from L.A. And um, it's just one of those stories that we hope a lot of people can relate to as far as emotions that you go through when you're in a confined space together. When you possibly are feeling like you're there to help each other, but you're miles apart in so many ways um, and, and trying to figure out how to connect again.
1: And so what else is ahead for you or what would you like to be doing?
2: Several things. I'm like a girl of just so many ideas all the time. I feel, um, for sure. When it comes to acting, I hope to still propel more into more films. Um, lifetime has been so good to me and I really love the Hallmark movies. So I'm, you know, I'm on this list to be able to get to do these lifetime movies. And I'm hoping that I might some point end up on the Hallmark list because they're just great. They're such feel good films, and I would love to be a part and tell tell stories for them. And you should be. <laughs> I, who doesn't love a
1: Hallmark film, right? I mean, every time you need a little pick me up, you just turn on Hallmark. Exactly, right? exactly. And, and it would be like so perfect for you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. So, so yeah. And Hall- what else is what else is on the horizon? I think you know. I, I've been, um, writing for years mm-hmm. and a lot of ideas have spawned from my nieces when they were born. I have four nieces and now I've had two daughters of my own and I've been keeping, um, you know, a journal of children's stories for years. And I have a children's literature just program that I was involved in about I don't know even 10 years now. So children's literature is really on my mind. Um working on a series of mindful children books, um teaching kids more about mindfulness and how we can grow up and have those tools as we grow. Um I think that's something that there's not enough emphasis on, especially in our education curriculum of giving children the you know the tools that we need to cope by the time we become adults. And yoga's been a big a big part of that for me too. So I love to keep diving into my writing. I love to keep uh, on my journey, just always diving deeper and continuing to be a student of health and wellness and growing in that avenue. And I'd love to keep acting, you know, and doing what I can.
1: So what drives you? You're like the little energizer bunny. (laughs) You just keep going and going and going.
2: I think it's having a true love for a multitude of things. You know, they often say, you know, you can be a jack of all traits and a master of none. I sometimes feel like that. I think that when you do love to do several different things, you sometimes, you put your eggs in too many baskets. Um, But I'm trying to finesse that a little bit and honor that I'm not someone who just wants to teach yoga. I'm not someone who just wants to be an actress. I really love that I get to fan my feathers and kind of do a few different things that I, I love, you know? And of course, being a mama has taken a, a huge priority to all of that. So we'll just have to see how I continue to fan my feathers, you know, right. with being a mama. <laughs> What's the top moment of your career so far? See, my head goes to acting, and then it goes to yoga, and then it goes to motherhood. (laughs) So there might be several (laughs) top moments. There's for sure. I would say there's a handful of top moments. Um, I think a top moment that's fresh is really getting to work with my husband. Seeing him as a director and as a director of photography, I mean, it it was like me glowing, you know, through my pores of just how proud I was for him and, and proud to trust one another to work on something together like this. I had to really trust him as a director and him, you know, and me as an actress that, you know, we would work well together. And it was just a great experience. So that's been a, for sure, career highlight. Um, uh, Among, you know, all the jobs that I have fun doing and great people to work with, those are just highlights because you pinch yourself and you're like, wow, I get to do what I love with good people and um, enjoy myself. And then yoga, I have one client over the years, one yoga student who I felt I saw over a significant period of time. He was a lawyer in LA and, um, the growth that I saw in him, I could cry. (laughs) He was so just the transformation I saw him going through up until I was pregnant and moved away from LA. And I made sure that I, I left him in good hands with another yoga instructor. Um, those are highlights for me. Those are pivotal pieces of me that make me feel like, um, I'm doing something good, you know, and I'm helping someone change their life.
1: You are changing (laughs) your life and that's incredible. Thank you.
2: Learn
0: more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com.
1: Well, let's move now to your personal life, even though we've kind of already touched on that. You and Eric moved to Sonoma. You could have moved anywhere in wine country. How did you choose Sonoma?
2: Well, as I mentioned before, Eric had bought two little pieces of property here in Sonoma. As um, They were little cottages that I think he had the dream and the vision of flipping and redoing someday and being a place that he could come and be a second home, essentially, for him. And then when we met, I feel like that idea of second home started to turn into... How can we make this like maybe our home? And uh, we spun our wheels quite a lot. But I think with the intention of um, remodeling them and getting them on the market, either in a place where we could live in them or we could rent them out, um, suddenly started to become very evident, you know, that we we had these choices and these opportunities. and. The more time I was flying up from LA and spending here on the weekends with Eric, biking around this sweet little town and going to the plaza and eating good food and, and and really starting to make friends here as well. Eric had had a handful of people that he knew here. I think we both just fell more and more in love with this sweet, quiet, quaint little town that has so much history here. And surprisingly enough, have met so many uh, wonderful people that are sort of in our age range, maybe not having babies at our age, but, <laughs> but in our age range, and completely inspired by them. Whether they're entrepreneurs, they're in the wine business, they're doing something completely outside of wine. There's a lot of creatives here. We've just fallen in love with the pool of people that uh, we surround ourselves with and that we hope to even become closer with and just enjoy this little town so much.
1: We're in your home. How would you describe your style? I'm not sure how to describe it, except that I just really, really love it. (laughs) Well, thank you.
2: (laughs) You know, Eric, my husband is Scandinavian. He's from Norway, and... Norwegians tend to have very clean palettes, very clean, nothing overdone, um, nothing too loud or, or colorful. And Eric has taught me a lot about that. You know, Midwest, I come from a lot of floral, a lot of drapes, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of stuff, you know? (laughs) So it's been a big, um, shift for me to see how simplified you can make your home and how, um, you know, things accumulate for sure. But, I think our goal and our style is really just a simplified color palette of basics, you know, of clean whites. And we have pops of black in our, you know, our window frames and our door frames here. And this house is newer to us. You know, we're just, we're just getting comfortable in this house. We just moved here. So, um, in the last year, so we're still very much finessing this house, making it our own, but I would say it's a mixture of you know, just a clean sort of Scandinavian aesthetic with a very modern feel. You know, we don't quite do all that um, uh, Scandinavian furniture, but we have sort of this farmhouse. Um, I don't know how to describe it either, Michelle. <laughs> it's sort of a mixture of things, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it is, but it's so comfortable and just really beautiful and airy and inviting. Um,
2: Thank you. I think our biggest thing is we want our home to feel like a sanctuary. Um, Eric and I really felt that with our first house. And when we moved here, we knew this property and this home was going to be something special, different than our last home. And I think our goal is that you know, normally not in pandemic times, we travel a ton. So we want a home that we can walk into and we feel really excited to be back. We, we love walking through these doors. And I think we're really starting to feel that with this house. You know, it's, it's had a little bit of a facelift and some new, new, um, you know, uh, some elements added and and stripped away. And I think we're really starting to find a a cozy space here and we're loving it. I think so too. For sure. (laughs) When you,
1: have time to relax, (laughs) other than yoga, uh, where do you retreat?
2: I would say here, really. I mean, sitting down reading a book with my girls is one of probably my most relaxing favorite things to do. Um, As you can see on our table right now, we have a puzzle out. Eric and I have been pretty into puzzles lately as just a way to wind out at night once the girls are in bed and just really, it's almost like a glass of wine. It, It will take your mind off of everything. And, um, suddenly your shoulders lower and you just, you're focused so intently on putting these pieces together that you kind of, you know, you're in your most present state. So it's, it's been a really nice thing. Um, and I think, you know, nature is a, is a retreat for me. Anytime I can be in nature and go for a walk or throw out a blanket and lay down with a book or a picnic with my girls, any of that is, is really, um, where I feel like I'm most rested.
1: Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Something that you may have done as a child that's not well-known? Do you skydive? Do you rappel down mountains? (laughs) I don't know. Something out of the ordinary that's not common
2: knowledge. You know, two things are coming to mind. One is that I was a dancer growing up, but on the complete flip side of that, I was a total tomboy. I had an older brother, and then my little best friend that I've known since I was two, we were just, we had mullet haircuts, like boy haircuts that our mothers, thank you very much, mom, gave us when we were about <laughs> five, six, and we looked like little boys, and we kind of played that role until we were about 12. I mean, we were I, I just... can't imagine. <laughs> we were such tomboys. We did a lot of... of fishing and you know my dad was always trying to get me to go hunting with him, sitting in the deer stands um so I think I have a lot of tomboy qualities in me that I appreciate I feel woodsy I feel like I'm not afraid to get dirty you know along the same lines I love to you know feel pretty and and get dressed up and I think so I really very much got both sides of those spectrums growing up and then the second thing is we touched on me working in Japan, but I don't think anyone would directly know that I actually played Cinderella and sleeping beauty and the evil snow queen. That was my track of characters that I rotated, you know, through living there. And I never in my life thought that I would, I would, I mean, who would think growing up that like, Oh, I'm going to be Cinderella one day, you know? (laughs) So I have to say that's one thing that I am, um, that I really enjoyed doing, and it, it was almost a surprise to me of how much fun that was.
1: That's, that is that uh, is super cool. <laughs> Not too many people can say they've been Cinderella. Great, right? for sure. You have done quite a bit of traveling. You've alluded to that.
2: Is there a meaningful trip that you can share? For sure. I think, one, um, going home to see our families probably will mean more now than it ever has in our lives. Um, so I know Eric and I are just chomping at the bit to get on a plane. I it's been almost 2 years since I've flown now and I used to travel more than 160 plus days a year. Eric probably close to 200 days oh a year. Gosh. So I think we're both really really passionate about getting on planes <laughs> to go see our families. Um mine is in Missouri as mentioned and Eric is in Norway. So we're really excited about that. And I think Norway is always, I look at it as a really special trip um, for a place in the world that I never would pinch myself and think that I would visit even to have my partner, you know, be from there and get to go there and see just, you know, scenery that I is is more beautiful beyond words can describe, you know, um, is really special. So I love, I love going to Norway. And then I think the trip that Eric and I took together to India was a multitude of so many things for us, you know, uh, really brought us closer together. We were kind of a new couple and, um, and then just the experience of, of being on a trip in a place like that, where it's such polar opposites of, of mindfulness, you know, the chaos, the loudness, the busyness, the, the ruggedness, all of that parts of India can bring, um, you know, in opposition to this mindful yoga quality that you're trying to experience, um, it really taught me a lot taught me a lot, and it taught me a lot about just appreci- appreciation, you know? So those are those are two places I think I really hold dear to my heart. We're in wine country. Uh, other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Are you a wine girl? You know, Eric has made me more of a wine girl. I have to say, having gone through a long journey to get pregnant again for the second time I have had such a hiatus from drinking that it's felt pretty phenomenal, you know, to not having been mm -hmm. drinking quite a lot. So I've had like maybe, I don't know, I would say I could count on one hand how many glasses I've had since Audrey's even been born. And, um, because I'm breastfeeding as well, I don't drink that much right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, to kick back it in the evening and work on a puzzle with my hubs and have a glass of wine is super nice, you know, and he has, as I mentioned, taught me a lot about a good glass of wine. Pretty much everything he pours is yummy. <laughs> <laughs> He's collected so much good wine over the years. Um, so anything he pours, I'm usually like, Oh, this is nice. You know, I feel like Eric can do no wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I caught myself a fantastic human being and I'm really lucky yeah he it does seem like he's pretty perfect <laughs> <laughs> as we all know none of us are perfect um, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna air out his closet well <laughs> right now but I he's don't wanna, awesome I don't want to know that
1: there's anything <laughs> wrong with him because he's he, great he seems pretty pretty Aww. perfect so um he makes you happy and and at the end of the day that's all that matters so. oh my gosh yeah
2: he's an c- incredible dad as well And he helped
1: you produce two fabulous little daughters. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? (laughs) Seriously. Well, why don't we wrap things up with five quick questions, shall Um, we? Yeah. They're very, very lighthearted. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite flower?
2: A tulip. What's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving.
1: Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a white
2: BMW X3. Hoping to upgrade that at some point with two kids. <laughs>
1: okay. Who's your favorite clothing designer?
2: I'll probably go with James Purse. Very basics, beautiful, easy color palettes. Yeah, I, like, I love James Purse. Okay.
1: What song do you like to dance to with Eric? Oh my gosh, you caught us because
2: we're a lover of dancing. So you pretty much put anything on that has a good beat. And we will we have morning dance routine sessions all the time with Emery before school. Oh my gosh, what was our wedding song? It was one of those Sam Smith songs, you know, one of those beautiful Sam Smith romantic songs. I can't even remember the name of it right now. But yeah, that was our wedding, one of our wedding songs that we danced. Picture, Picture I think it was called. I can't remember. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) What's in your nightstand? Oh, a rosary that my mom and dad got blessed for me um, when they went to Jerusalem, which I have a Catholic upbringing. So I like to keep that there. I have my passports there. I have a good book. Um, it's actually lined with books right now. There's a, there's a couple of books there. Okay, what are you reading? Um, I have, oh gosh, I'm listening to Audible. Well, crazy. I, I have so many. I have, um, the one that I'm listening to right now is called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Very interesting book. I love. Um, and I just finished um, <laughs> No Nonsense Discipline, a great parenting book, which I love. And one that's sitting on the nightstand that I'm diving into is called Braiding... Sweet grass. Hmm. And that is sort of where Western and Eastern come together, uh, sort of in this mindful way.
1: Fascinating. Well, on that note, we're wrapping things up. Awesome. And I'm just going to say how lovely it was to
2: hang out with you today. Ah, thank you, Michelle. Thank you.
0: Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.